0: friends, welcome to the Bible Project Daily Podcast, our daily journey through the whole Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And we're episode 265 today, which is part 196 of season two, which is the book of Genesis. And we've been considering together, as we're working through Genesis chapter five, the sovereignty of God. So we we'll just pick up the text where we left off last time in Genesis 25, beginning at verse 21, which tells us this: As he pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his plea. So unlike his father before him, as we found out in the la- uh, we talked about in the last episode, Isaac passes the test. What does he do? He pleads with the Lord. He prays, and God answers his prayer. You promised, Lord, he says. You promised that I would produce what would become a great nation. And in this case, it's the nation of Israel being talked about here, of course. So he's an intercessory prayer. He's saying, he's pleading, Lord, you need to do something. And the Lord indeed hears the prayer, because we find out in the next verse that she gets pregnant. Now, as they say in the movie, the plot really thickens because it tells us, but the children struggle together within her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. So the children are struggling together within her. Note the children, plural. And she said, how is this? If this is meant to be, why am I having this problem? She has twins. And all she knows is that there's kicking and screaming going on in her womb. Now, Women have told me over the years that sometimes when they have children, some are quiet and not very active, and others kick and wriggle around a lot. Well, she, as we know, as readers, uh, have got two in there, and they're struggling. Now, remember, she would have had no idea that she was pregnant with twins. With twins, so she's just kind of pleading before the Lord and saying, well, "What in the world is going on?" She would have just probably interpreted it as a really difficult, challenging pregnancy. But she too seeks the Lord. And what this tells me is that when something's happening that's challenging or where things are going on in your life and you don't really know what's going on and why it's happening, pray. Pray and get your nose in the book so you can get God's perspective as to what's really going on in your life. So she prays and the Lord replies. And this is where it gets interesting. The Lord reveals to her, chapter 23, two nations are in your womb. Two people shall be separated from your body. One shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. God has got some news for Sarah. Congratulations, he says, you're having twins. And these twins are both going to produce great nations. That's what's going to happen. In fact, he told her a number of different things in this passage. He, not, In that verse, he not only tells her she's going to have twins, he tells her that they would both individually become the fathers of great nations. And he tells her that one nation is going to be stronger than the other. And he also tells her that the younger of the two twins would be the stronger, and the older would serve the younger child. Now that's unusual and that's perhaps a potential problem because in the ancient world the heir to a family estate was usually the oldest. Normally the oldest one was the one to receive all of the inheritance of the father. Now as a matter of fact even if there were other children and sometimes those other children got an inheritance the very minimum the oldest could expect would be what was referred to as a double portion twice as much as anybody else. But here the Lord says, you're having twins, and instead of the older being the heir, which is the normal thing, the younger is going to be the heir to not only the estate, but the blessing. God's saying to her, you're having two sons, but by informing her, he's choosing to tell her which one is going to be the heir. And many would say that this becomes a illustration of, God's, of what's called God's election. This passage is important in that respect. It's quoted in that way in the New Testament several times as a way of illustrating the sovereign choice of God. But this passage also illustrates other things for us. I think this passage indicates to us that brothers, even brothers, even twins can have very different temperaments. And the other thing that it illustrates is that these two sons we see, well, we've been told they're going to produce these two nations, those nations will become, we will find out later, Edom and Israel. But it also really lets us know that Israel is definitely the one that's going to have priority in God's eyes. So this passage says the younger one will produce the nation of Israel. And that is very important because, of course, Israel will be seen to produce the family line of the Messiah. And that's what's really going on here in the book of Genesis. In fact, that's what's really going on in the whole Hebrew scriptures, as a matter of fact. God is selecting. God is choosing. He's electing a line out of which, through which, the Messiah will come. The great truth here is to illustrate that God sovereignly chooses. As I mentioned, Paul, as for example, quotes this passage in the book of Romans, and he says the younger owed his selection I'm quoting Romans 9 here the younger owed his selection not to the natural order of things or to human will but to the divine will of God so yes God sovereignly chooses people he chose Isaac here and we'll see in a minute he'll choose Jacob God sovereignly chose and not on this occasion by following the usual natural order of things He didn't follow the custom of the day. God stepped in and said, this is the way it's going to be. This is nothing more than the sovereign choice of God. Some people refer to it as the election of God. Now, this particular doctrine gives some people a bit of a hard time because to our ears, it can sound rather unfair. Well, what I need to say at this point is, hang in with me. We're not done. At this point, know the truth that God sovereignly chooses some individuals. That truth is inescapable if you read your Bible. The Bible clearly indicates that throughout. But there is another side to this, and we shall see that illustrated when we pick up the story next time. Okay, thanks for joining me. That's it for today. As ever, you can access a transcript of everything that was said, available in the episode notes of any audio version of this podcast. If you're watching our video version, then within the episodes, there'll be a link through to the audio version where the transcripts are maintained. And if you're just new to this, why not consider going right back to the start and completing this daily journey through the whole Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, over how many years it takes, God willing. But other than that, I hope you'll join me as we continue this amazing journey together. And I'll see you back right here on the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye-bye for now.